All right, so welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the second episode of season three of Fresh Out the Cocoon, where season three's theme is um, being bigger, also being blacker. And so I am super excited to have um, this guest on the show today. Uh, we're going to chat about some wonderful, wonderful things, what she's doing in the community uh, and kind of her journey to uh, fat acceptance in this space. And so without further ado, I am super excited to introduce to some and to present to others, Ms. Shay Monique from the Society of Fat Mermaids. Welcome, Shay. Thank you. Hello. Hi, hi. It's such a pleasure to have you uh, here on the show today. And I know that um, even if people don't know your name, I'm sure they probably have seen your picture circulating on Instagram, Facebook, social media networks. You are <laughs> you are the Black Mermaid laying in the snow. Um, <laughs> I mean, laying there uh, draped in perfection. Uh, and so it is quite an honor to have you on the show today and kind of talk to you. Uh, I got such a, uh, just such a, a positive response to sharing your picture on my Instagram page. Like people loved it. They were eating it up. You know, some people couldn't believe that you were actually laying in the snow, how cold <laughs> it was. Right. But then you had other people that were just, you know, kind of blown away and taken away by that. And, you know, it's just such a great type of feeling to know um, that there are people that are out there in the community who are supporting, you know, supporting the work that other people are doing. And so having you on the show, having you on the show today has, is, is going to be um, such a pleasure for me. Well, I'm really excited to be here and I am so just honored by people's support of what I do. Um, but I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. So thank you so much for having me. And thank you, everybody who's listening for tuning in. Yes. All right. So, you know, I don't really waste a whole lot of time whenever we <laughs> do the podcast. I just like to jump into things. So I would love for you to just kind of introduce yourself a little bit and tell us a little about, you know, growing up and kind of what led you to this space of mermaiding and, you know, being fat positive. Okay. Um, so my name is Shay Monique and um, growing up, it's interesting now that I'm into mermaiding because I always treat like the story of my fat kind of like a fairy tale. When I was born in this was the 80s, I feel like babies are being born smaller now and people are okay with it. But in the 80s, when I was like under seven pounds, my mom was freaking out because she said I look like this just brawny little baby bird creature mm. <laughs> and she's like you know she had the outfit I'm the, like her first child so she had the little outfit all picked out and she puts it on me to take me home from the hospital and everything's just falling off of me and I just look teensy weensy tiny so mm. as I like to tell it I mean this is true my mother made my grandmother and my father go out and buy a kitchen scale to weigh me every day because she was freaked out that I would have failure to thrive and I think she just sat there and prayed, like, dear God, please fatten up my child. I don't want to have this scrawny little baby. I don't want her, uh, you know, I want her to make it. And, you know, she prayed every day. And eventually her prayers were answered, maybe more mm -hmm. than answered. I have no <laughs> recollection of not being fat. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad used to call me bruiser when I was like a toddler. Like, I have no recollection. I mean, I've seen the pictures of the scrawny baby, but that really did not last long. 
And by the time I was nine and she was pregnant with my youngest brother, I weighed more than her. I knew that. As an adult, I'm like, I should have never known that. It's not even what that means, but like, like I should have never known that, you know? <laughs> um, but you get a lot of flack when you have a, your child, your mother's pregnant, and you weigh more than her. Um, I was in eight factors as a child, and um, my mother is she's the most supportive person I know. But in terms of my relationship to my weight, we got off to the wrong start. Um, and so I definitely had all the size and weight-related self-esteem stuff. And every other aspect of my life was dope. I grew up in, like, the most amazing neighborhood. My brother and I are still super nostalgic for it. Um, I had awesome friends, you know, like we had one of those just, you know, hop on your bike and come home by the time it's dark type things. And we all had our little crew and we played kick, like everything else about my childhood was amazing. But there was always, you know, things going on around my weight. And also they didn't have cute clothes for little fat kids then either. So that was, you know, a whole nother thing. But by the time I was in middle school, between being embarrassed about my hairy legs and embarrassed, I remember... I have this like lump of fat on my upper arm that looks like a muscle. And so boys used to kind of tease me and be like, oh, you're so strong. You're so whatever. And, and I like, it freaked me out. So I remember having a whole year where I would not in the summertime, I wore long jeans and like t-shirts to make sure my arm fat was covered or a year or two. And then, I don't know, there was a day when it hit me that like, you literally cannot hide fat. If you're like a little thick or a little curvy, you can put on some Spanx and smooth it out. If you're thin and you just don't like the way your little bit of fat is shaped, you can definitely use some shapewear. But there's nothing I can do, put on, cover up, that's going to make me not look fat. It may, like, physically cover it, but it's like Christmas, you know? It's like, you know if that's not a diamond ring in that box because the box is the size of a TV. It might not be a TV. You may not know exactly what's inside, but you can, you know, regardless of how it's wrapped, you can get an idea of the size of the object inside. So I just decided that I was tired of being hot and uncomfortable. I definitely, as a child, remember, like, doing the thing where you lay on your back and you're wiggling in the jeans and you're jumping up and down, like, and it's like, for what? And I don't even think it was, like, to, quote, unquote, be cute. It was literally to fit in clothes. I was just tired of wearing uncomfortable clothes or being hot decided you couldn't hide fat and it was like screw it I'ma just wear what I want to wear because regardless of how I feel about my body the clothes don't change it so that kind of put me in the phase my aunt calls naked shea which actually has been the rest of my life let me not call it a phase kicked it off (laughs) um and a lot of time in the mirror um just either growing to like parts of my body or becoming almost even desensitized to other parts of my body. You know, that's the one thing I do think in the way that we hide fat um, as a culture. And um, I'm happy to see more things happening on Instagram and whatnot um, when they're not shadow banning, you know, plus size accounts. You know, you just, you literally don't see fat bodies. And so the more I looked at myself and, you know, did more self-care in terms of like, let me, let me, let me sensually apply lotion to my body and feel all my curves and even babysitting because little kids love to hug fat people because fat feels good, you know? And so all these different things where it's just like, okay, let me turn off this whole, I'm going to be uncomfortable and let me find things I love about my body. Let me see what feels good. Let me see what I appreciate. Let me, let me not look at this fat, but touch this fat and that kind of all put me on my journey. 
listen, that story is, <laughs> it's entertaining, but it's also powerful. I think a lot of people can relate to what it's like to have been in that space and kind of like you said just like just wanting to fit in clothes doing the whole lay on the bed thing pulling up the pants thing struggling like I can relate to that that resonates with me I've been there they like I wish it was like oh I'm gonna fit in these jeans because I want to look cute it wasn't even about looking cute it was just about wearing clothes like at right. least if there was like a vanity or like oh so-and-so is gonna like me in these jeans like I don't know. It, it, at least, I don't know. It would seem like it had a higher purpose. Not that that's mm-hmm. a super high purpose, but you know, but it was just like, I'm just trying to get in close. That's all. Right. Right. No. And I get it. I mean, I'm like my hips growing up my now, even still, my hips are disproportionately wider than the rest of my body. And so okay. um, having to find pants was like, and still is the worst <laughs> the worst thing ever because like I couldn't I can't get them over my hips and so there's that shimmy sh- mm-hmm. like you know to learn how to like you gotta pull a certain way lay a certain way or you wind up buying pants that are like three times bigger than what you need because they have to fit over and then none of the rest of the things fit fit right and right. then you know you're in you gotta tailor them and you gotta get them sewn up and all of this other stuff and so yeah, I mean, it's a struggle, literally. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. literal, like a literal struggle. Um, and so, so much of that kind of resonates with me. And the last guest that I had on, Adrienne Bray, she talked about like her friend, you know, one of the things that, you know, made her kind of come out of her shell a little bit is that her friend was like, you know, it's hot. Like she wasn't walking around, like she wasn't going to keep covering up her body because it was hot outside. Like, you know, she had on, you know, her cami and, you know, her shorts and stuff. And she was like, I'm going out like this because it's hot. And I think about the ways that like fat people on a consistent basis, like we sacrifice our own comfort for the comfort of other people. Like, you know, them seeing us makes them uncomfortable, but like, we are the ones who are like sweating out our clothes, our curls, you know, and all that extra stuff. And so to hear you say that as well, um, it's definitely interesting. I mean, it definitely, you know, was a journey. I can think of, of people. I definitely have this memory and I, in hindsight, you know, wish I were more evolved, but I definitely remember seeing a woman who was much larger than me in a bikini and kind of had that, I th- I'd stopped her. I talked to her. I was like, oh my gosh. And she was like, girl, if you want a bikini, just wear one. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like, I sit on this cusp of I know intellectually that it is something wrong when quote unquote people fetishize people like myself as being brave or confident or whatever and or inspirational or like oh wow but I also know that that is part of the journey you know and so I don't I don't get mad even if you're a size you know 10 and you think you're you know just I could never and you see me and you're like oh if she could I can't as much as like yes there's a whole bunch that needs to be unpacked in that thinking also I'm grateful to be that person for someone because it it it, it, it is a part of the journey even if it's the first step you know <laughs> right 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 no and I and I definitely like I hear you on that um you know and and I think you know kind of like you said there being a lot to unpack on people's journeys and and how they view bodies, but being that 
vehicle that kind of helps to encourage somebody else along their walk. Also, it's just as powerful as all the unpacking that needs to go along with that. So I definitely hear what you're saying on that um, on that front. Um, and so kind of moving forward in the conversation, because you have gotten to that place. And I know that, you know, it's not necessarily a state of being. We fluctuate. Um, it's still a journey. Um, but you've gotten to a place to where you now have what is known as the Society of Fat Mermaids. So yeah. if you could talk a little bit about that, I'd love to hear <laughs> hear, hear some more so information about it. Society of Fat Mermaids is both a clothing line and a community. And we feature literally fat mermaids on our clothes. We have some things with just cool mermaid scale patterns. Uh, we try to be, I'm trying to figure out that line between having as broad a range of clothes as possible and being as size inclusive as possible. And so there's nothing you'll find on our shop that doesn't come at least to a 3X. Our leggings come up to a 5X. Our t-shirts come up to a 6X. Um, hopefully by the time this airs, I'll have some YouTube videos up just saying like, girl, cut the t-shirt up. You know, like I understand the struggle of like, I finally found something, but the only thing I can find cute is this boxy shirt and it doesn't honor, you know, my curves the way I want it to. I should have, you know, YouTube tutorials up on like, cut that shirt, let that shoulder out. So, you know, if the only thing we have that fits you is the six X shirt and you want more than just boxy kind of unisex shirt, mm -hmm. we can, you know, I can, I, I want to help facilitate customizing that as well. Um, but we have t-shirts, we have leggings, a couple little houseware things, but everything has either fat mermaids on it, our logo, or like a fun scale or beachy pattern. And the, our kind of baseline of mermaids um, are in you know, a variety of skin tones and cultural representation. So we have that. And then there's community that we have. Our Instagram page, I really enjoy it because we like to just kind of shout out fat mermaids out there, women wherever they are, or in their cute beach pictures. We feature artists who do illustrations of fat mermaids. And we also feature, you know, people who do do the mermaiding um, as they're all done up in their mermaid finest. Um, and then on Facebook, we have a Facebook group just to support people. It's just a place to hang out. Like, you know, if you're like, hmm, I should be in the Society of Fat Mermaids, well, come join our Facebook group and you too can be a part of the Society of Fat Mermaids. Awesome. And so you actually mermaid, right? So yeah. um, tell us, tell us, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. Um, so tell us, you know, tell us kind of how that works and how you got involved in that. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. So I probably um, have wanted to mermaid since I knew what mermaids were, right? I definitely remember being a little kid, swimming around the pool, playing with my friends, like, oh, we're mermaids, we're mermaids. But, you know, that was before everything was so easily accessible. The internet is a magical thing, man. Um, and I remember maybe 10, 12 years ago going, it would be so cool if I could just be a mermaid for kids' birthday parties and like get a very realistic tail. And maybe I'd have to show up in like a truck with a kiddie pool because like, I don't want to like, I don't want to not be in water because like, how would I exist? And like, I remember going through that and researching tails. And at the time, the only mermaid tails you could get started at like two grand. They're like, I know the effort that goes into them. They are worth it. However, that's not the way my bank account was set up 10, 12 years ago. <laughs> so, 
I started Society of Fat Mermaids and started it kind of with the clothing line, with the plan to build it into the community. And I had a mermaid tail that I got, like, randomly got on, like, Zulily a couple years ago. I got one for myself, one for my niece, who's my obsession. So if you ever need to talk about a small child for four hours on air, let me know, because I can do that. Uh, I got one for my niece, and then I, I don't know, I always get weird. Like, I'm like, well, I don't want to, like, do too much, like, matchy-matchy stuff with my niece. And, like, where does that, like, where does the confidence? I got one for her, my, my sister-in-law as well. And I swam in it like once or twice. And last fall, I was like, okay, I'm doing Society of Fat Mermaids. I got this really cute, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, mermaid Mustang. It's like a Mustang convertible with like the color changing paint. It goes from purple to green and sometimes it looks blue and sometimes it looks only like right before the sun is about to set. It gets this like orangey glow. It's a weird because it's only one time of the day when it looks that way. Wait, 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 and then, wait, 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 wait. So this is a this is an actual car. Yes. What? No, I have not seen. I will go see. This is on your Instagram page. It will be. Yeah, it's on my personal Instagram page. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's why. Okay. Well, now that you said it, now we got to see it. So. Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Oh, that is so exciting. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your story. Um. <laughs> Okay. So and, and it also has, and it's really hard to see, and I always try to capture it in video, but it's hard to see. On the sides, there is like mermaid tails embossed on it. Oh, it's wow. fun. But um, I was like, all right, you know, I am about this mermaid's life. Like, mm-hmm. I'm all in. And so I started doing research, and I found my local, what they call pod, like dolphins swim in pods, mermaids swim in pods. So I found my local pod, which is called Metro Merfolk and got on their page and started asking the questions and it's a very very supportive community and I got lucky because two things happened one there was a large mermaid convention in February and that kind of became that my local pod was hosting and that kind of became my target because I started swimming I mean I've been able to swim my whole life I started mermaid swimming I think in October and I saw they had underwater photo shoots at this convention. And I was like, okay, so by February, I need to be able to like do this well enough that when I'm at the convention, I get my money's worth, you know? And like when I do this photo shoot, I'm not super awkward. And there were classes and I wanted to be able to hold my own in the classes. So I set out to kind of train between October and February. And I got really lucky because I saw they were having an Instagram contest for a mermaid tail. And there's mermaid tails come in price brackets and levels. Um, and so the tail that you could win is um, a brand called Fin Fun, and that's kind of your entry-level mermaid tail. And at the time, I didn't really feel like it was much different than the tail I already had. So it wasn't that I wanted the tail. But I kind of just sized up the competition. I looked at the number of followers the, their Instagram page had, and I was like, I think I can win this contest. And I really wanted to win it not so much for the tail, but to introduce myself to the community and to like kind of let people know, hey, here I am, like take me seriously. And that's exactly what happened. I won the Instagram contest and um, I call her, I don't know, sometimes I call her my mermaid mama, sometimes I call her my coach, I call her different things. But instead of just mailing me a tail, she met me at my pool, had me try on a bunch of different tails so I could get something that fit right. And then basically gave me like a two-hour private mermaiding lesson. And it was wow. like, yes, 
this is what I want. I, if I had it, would have paid many, many dollars for that lesson, you know, and also we made a connection, you know, we just hung out. And so I'm very grateful to her name is Colleen McCartney because she's just been very helpful in my journey. We both have non-traditional jobs, so we can meet up at a pool on Tuesday morning at 11. And she's just excited that someone will swim with her. She recently lost or launched thin fitness classes. So when we first started swimming together, she was really excited to teach me things because she just needed to practice teaching and mm-hmm. I was so eager to learn. And so it just, it was just awesome. And so I think that kind of amplified the trajectory of my mermaid life. And I also um, am just lucky enough to be friends with an amazing um, fat queer photographer, your um, Rouge Photography. And we just, we're just able to do cool stuff from time to time. The first snow mermaid picture that we took, it was kind of just on a lark. Um, Rouge had posted like, hey, I think it's going to snow. Who wants to do this cool snow picture? And in my local mermaid community, like no mermaid pictures are like a thing. And I'd missed the snow where like I was waiting for my husband to come home from work. And by the time he came, the light was gone. And trying to get my mom to do it and she's like it's cold outside and like all this stuff and so I was like I'll take pictures with you in the snow let's do it and I'm the type of person where like in regular life I'm incredibly prissy but like put a camera in front of me and I'm down you know like like it's just like in regular life it's like you want me to do what and that's supposed to be fun but if you go I'm gonna take a picture of you doing this and it's gonna be cute I'm like all right I'm here here for it three thousand percent and so um, a bunch of people, and I'm I'm lucky because um, even I live in Northern Virginia, right outside of DC. So a lot of the like amazing mutual friends that Rouge and I have are city birds without cars. And so I think even when it was like just this random like let's take pictures in the snow, I was one of the few people who could like very quickly get to them. Mm-hmm. And um, we were messaging back and forth, and was like, well, what do you want to shoot? And blah blah blah, and like. Mermaid was like, I would like to do this, but it wasn't even like we're taking a snowmaid picture. You know, it was just like, I could wear this, I could wear that, I could do this, because I'm also a burlesque performer. And then it was like, or, you know, we could do mermaid. And they were like, yes, mermaid. And I was like, yes, mermaid. <laughs> and that picture that I feel like, you know, not to be melodramatic, but the picture seen around the world, like it was so last minute because this was, it was just like, I woke up, I got a Facebook message, like it's snowing, you're trying to shoot. Can you be at my house in an hour? Like I didn't have my accessories ready. Like this was not one of those, like, oh, I'm going to my stylist and getting my hair done. Like it's so funny because there's so many photo shoots I've done where I've had so many hours or days to like put the look together and I'm just like, let me just grab this. Let me just slap something on my face real quick. Let me, uh, like, I didn't even have the jewelry I wanted. It was just, cause it was just, you, you, and we haven't had a big snow this year. So it's like, you have to catch it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to catch the light. You got to catch the snow. And so I just kind of jumped up and went and we went, um, that photo was actually taken in the Crystal City Water Park. If anybody in my area knows where that is. We knew they were cool pictures, no pun intended, but neither of us was expecting the photograph of me laying in that fountain in the snow to just hit people the way it did. It was shared so many times, and it was funny. I think it was at work when it was first posted, and 
was kind of cool because when I came out, there were like all these comments and stuff. And it was like, haha, I'm the last to know. But when I saw it posted, I saw it posted on Rouge's like personal Facebook page. So all the comments, which was like a ton, it was still like mutual friends and stuff and like the burlesque community and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, it's so cute and fun to be the last person to this list like, or to this post. I'm glad y'all like it. And then I kind of paid attention to the business page and how many times it's been shared and how people were commenting on it. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and, you know, people wanted to know who I was. And um, I used to be one of those people with two Facebook profiles, like one for burlesque me and one for my personal life. But Facebook, you know, got wise to me. And now I just have one. And so at first I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like thousands of people looking at this picture. And I'm like, wait, that's not safe. You know, like, let's, let's rethink this you know like this is not friends and family looking at this picture mm-hmm. anymore this is like the world looking at this picture like <laughs> let's rethink just being like hey it's me yeah. mermaids, me too let's be friends uh-huh. like maybe not so like mm-hmm. I quickly needed to make like a mermaid Shay Monique Facebook page and like so we could send energy there and we, we, we were not ready. Um, neither of us. And, um, and I think I've had a more public internet life, not this public, but more public internet life than my photographer friend. And so I'm the type of person where it's funny. I'm like, when I get trolls, I get excited and not like, cause I'm ready to fight. I'm just like, wow. I must be doing something right if uh-huh. random people are wanting to roll up on my page just to tell me I'm fat. Like, I didn't already know that. Like, they didn't find me by searching hashtag fat girl. And, you know, now they come yeah. in to just be like, ha ha, you fat. And I'm like, yeah, oh, like, you, I hashtag <laughs> myself fat. Like, come, come mm-hmm. better. But, like, I just, I just delete, you know, whereas yeah. Rouge is, I think, a little bit younger and a lot more passionate about everything than me. I admire the crap out of people like that. I don't have the energy. And so they were trying to like kind of argue down every, every troll. And there is one we laugh about because someone went through this whole complicated convoluted thing about how it was a horrible Photoshop job because someone was holding my legs up. Then the photographer had to Photoshop that out. And it was weird. They were like, the snow is real, but someone was holding her legs up and you did a bad job Photoshopping the background back in when you took that person out. And it was one of those things where, like, I don't even think they realized how fat phobic they were being. But that was hard. And just a whole bunch of, like, I know from my photographer, emotional labor that they weren't even thinking about. So, and I felt badly because it's weird because I was getting, because that's the thing, like, unless you're into photography, care about the model, right? So it's like this thing happens. I mean, on some level, they're directing, they're, you know, editing, they're, whatever, you know, like, not that I'm not doing art, but they're doing a lot of the work and I'm I'm kind of just laying there. Right. And I'm getting like accolades and they're getting like, ah, oh, I never seen a whale, a mermaid whale before. Ha, ha, ha. And it's on their business page. So they're seeing it. I'm not seeing it. I'm just seeing like, Oh, everybody loves me. I'm a mermaid. Yay. And so that was a strange feeling, you know, that we did this thing together and like, it felt like I was getting a lot of the glory and they were getting a lot of the flack. But yeah, that picture changed so much, so fast. <laughs> um, and it was like, wow, like people, people want 
this. They need this. And it was just such an eye-opening experience. Like, I was all in. I was like, yeah, you know, mermaiding, and I'm going to do cool mermaid pictures, and I'm going to do, you know, underwater photography. But it was just going to kind of complement my burlesque and complement the business. It was kind of just like, okay, well, if I have this mermaid clothing line, like, I, sh- I should be about this life. And uh, that picture changed the trajectory of everything. And it's like, no, this this is it. Like, to the point at which it's like, no, you need your own separate mermaid Instagram because there are people who just want you for this. They don't really care about your husband. They don't care about your burlesque. They don't care that you're vegan and every now and then you actually bother to cook. Like, they just, they want to know mermaid shaman. And it was mm-hmm. like, okay, all right. So I had to kind of step up and get ready for that. Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, such a such an awesome story. I had uh, the Queen of Curves on my on my podcast last season. Um, and mm-hmm. she kind of talked about the same type of thing, like when she went viral um, and she's doing this pole dancing and she's climbing up poles and, you know, and these things are being released and her um, and her videos go viral. And then the ways in which like she had to kind of get ready because she had been doing these things for so long. And she kind of talked about how she was, you know, kind of living in shadows and not really, you know, she had like her personal pages and, and all of those different things, um, but really not as prepared for the reaction. Yeah. And she talked a really lot about, right yeah, talked about, you know, like the positive reaction that she got from people and really, you know, kind of what helped to solidify her on knowing that she was on the right track. So very much like your story, you know, these, these different stories that kind of come about, about people who are doing these things and then people are loving it and you're like, oh, wow, I had no idea. And so I think that that's really cool and awesome um, that you're kind of finding your space along your journey in addition to the things that you are already doing and have been practicing it. And so I'm just wondering, like, what messages do you think you send as a mermaid who who is black, who is fat, and who's doing this in such an awesome way, in an awesome capacity, people that go to your page and they see you for the first time? For me, it's the personal impact right now, right? And I'm sure you, you interview a ton of people. And so, you know, it's weird when you're on that good strong beginning like I've got affirmation and we can say I went viral but like you know I went viral in a in a sense that we were expecting this picture to get shared six times and it got shared 1500 but it did not get shared 15 million like it didn't go Beyonce viral it didn't go Kim K viral you know and so which is to say like I'm I'm, I'm so broke right and so it's hard to prioritize something that you know is important and something that you know is meaningful and that is, is meaning so much for so many people. It's just hard to prioritize things, right? It's like, do you do what's going to make some money? Do you do what's going to make some impact? And in the beginning, you kind of have to like juggle a little bit. You know, I had a very uh, wonderful meeting with um, the woman who helped me moderate the Society of Fat Mermaids Facebook group on yesterday. It was an awesome meeting, but it also took away from kind of some dollars and cents making time. Now, Five years from now, I will be absolutely grateful that I made that meeting. Mm-hmm. Two weeks from now, I might have a bill that's going to be like, mm, you should have been at work, so like like nine yeah. to five work. <laughs> uh, but also, um, it's really exciting. It's weird. I think the fantasy and the idea of mermaids has been around basically as long as people have been around. 
and people have always lived near water. So I'm not even going to say that people have been around near water because when we first existed, we had to be near water. And so with that, like, I think almost everyone has some degree of an intrigue and a fascination with mermaids. And, and it's a very just kind of common fantasy trope. They exist in all sorts of different cultures. And so portrayal of mermaids, uh, specifically, like, if you grew up, you know, around the time of The Little Mermaid or Splash, you know, it's just this, this beautiful, magical, special, thin, white fairy princess creature. And I believe there's just something, whenever you see these, like, mermaids who, like, have this, everything under the sea is, like, dope as crap, you know, there's, like, all this beautiful uh, sea flora and like beautiful fish and all this stuff and they have everything and like maybe they want to come up to land and mess with us but like if they're here it's only to just like mess with humans because they got more than everything they need under the sea and it's kind of just this peak fantasy character and you just don't see black women presented as peak fantasy characters mm-hmm. definitely don't see fat women presented as peak fantasy characters and therefore you know we short on fat black women you know, in that, in that space. And then there's this whole complex history of black people in swimming, you know? And I mean, yes, there are many black people who can swim, but there's so many of us who can't. And there's reasons for that, you know? And so particularly when you see like a video of me swimming and I got natural hair too, like, like, Mm -hmm. huh? (laughs) And, you know, like, I mean, not to be, because I think the, emphasis we put on hair length is some Eurocentric stuff we still have messed up even when we think we like extra woke so not to be like harping on that but I do have more than two inches of hair you know and it's like oh you just you know and so you know if you're just a fat person afraid to show your skin at all if you're a black person who maybe can't swim uh, if if you're both if you like I just I feel like just seeing me break so many barriers, but is without the like fight, right? I think that's the most fun thing of this is that life right now is exhausting, man. Like I, I have friends sending me things about like, you know, what kid got mistreated and what school because they're black and like what thing happened to so-and-so and whose Instagram account is closed, even though they posted the exact same picture of that same person. And like this politician is ready to do this. And it's like, I personally can't live like that. Like, and I feel badly. Like my one friend, she sends me all sorts of stuff. And like half the time I can't even read it because I would just be depressed. And so I feel like existing as a mermaid is my piece of fighting the good fight without the fight part. Right. Like I'm saying, actually, I can do this. Actually, you can do this. And there's like an element of ridiculousness to it. I got to um, be on the diversity panel at Mermagicon and I was saying that I'm like, I'm a blink and be 40. And it's like, so you got a fat 40 year old. Well, I'm not 40 yet, but you know, a fat black mermaid up here, just out here doing her thing. Well, crap, if she can do that, I, I can go to a salsa lesson or I could blah, blah, blah. Like my whole mission in life is just to like live a little extra because I I feel like on a one to 10, most people probably live at a level four. And I don't know why. It's not like you get to like hand your life in at the end and be like, see, it's barely used. So, you know, you're going to give me top value for it. You know, like I want to wear this thing out, man. But I feel like most people live at a four. So I'm always like, if I can live at a 12, 
maybe that can encourage some other people to like bump it up to like an eight, even a six, you know, because there's mm-hmm. just so much life out here. And so when I say it, like, like I have a cousin, he, he was really excited for his girlfriend to meet me and to talk to me about Chocolate City Burlesque and Cabaret. And my aunt goes, oh, she's not doing that right now. She's a mermaid. And he's like, what? That's what's on her business card? Like his brain didn't compute. And so there is like just a level of like ridiculousness to it. But like, for me, that's important because I feel like that creates freedom. That is so awesome. Like so awesome and so inspiring. Um, and I just love like, you know, I do. I, that, that, that call to a higher, higher level of experience in life, whatever that may be for somebody personally like we all have that that freedom or that liberty to kind of choose you know the thing that we've always been wanting to do that thing that we've always been wanting to try um, and then seeing somebody living outside of the box of life I think often reminds us that you know we too can choose to do things that are that are still on our bucket list right and so yeah I mean at this point You've encouraged us. I'm sure you've inspired some of us. So what is next? I mean, what is next for Shea Monique? What is next for the Society of Fat Mermaids? I am so excited for both and all. So um, one of the things that probably on the five-year plan for Society of Fat Mermaids, I definitely want us offering um, mermaid tales um, because that's, that's the thing people always like. I want to do that. How do I do that? And then I want to build the, this year kind of the goal is to build more community around Society of Fat Mermaids, which means long term, I want to have beach parties and meetups and retreats. And I just really want all of our spaces to just be spaces that, that affirm people, even if it's just your internet space that affirms you, you know. And if you're at that juncture where you do have a bikini, like I, I definitely had a point in my life where I would wear bikinis only out of the country. And so, actually, I did feel comfortable posting it on my Facebook. But if you're at that point in your journey where you're only wearing a bikini when you're with these friends, but you want to show off, post it in the Society of Family group. We'll big you up, you know, like, yeah, girl, you look great. Yeah. Like, I just want to have that space for love. I want to, you know, fight the good fight, but but just through affirmation and love and fun and just kind of creating freedom and opportunity because I feel like a lot of oppression, like, is just designed to get us to this point where we're just trying to stay safe, and that means we start living small, mm-hmm. you know, just checking boxes and doing what's safe and trying to keep our head down and, you know, don't wear that and don't go there because you never know who's going to say what. And that's my kind of way of, you know, fighting isn't necessarily with my fist in the air. It's, you know, it's fighting in the air, you know, and my, my roles in the sun. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> my roles in the sun. Yes. My roles in the sun. I love it. I love it. Okay. So Shay, I'm sure I've taken up a good amount of your time at this point. <laughs> Tell us uh, where people can find you. Tell us where we can go, log on, buy your shirts, all that good stuff. So to shop, just go to societyoffatmermaids.com and to see like all sorts of fat mermaid loveliness, follow the Society of Fat Mermaids Instagram, which is Society of Fat Mermaids. Then to see all my personal mermaid antics, I'm trying to find that balance of like 
not making the Society of Fat Mermaids Instagram all about me. It's really a community space. So follow all my personal antics. Um, you can go to uh, Mermaid Shea Monique on Instagram or Facebook. And then if you want to know, like, what's happening when I don't have a tail on, um, you can also follow the Shea Monique. All right. Awesome. And so it has been such a pleasure to have you here today. I'm so excited that we had a chance to sit down and chat a little bit and learn more about you, learn more about your passions, what fuels you and where you are right now. Um, And so once again, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for entertaining. Thank you for the laughs and for the inspiration. And for those who are interested in, um, following Fresh Out the Cocoon. Um, you want to check on more podcasts, more merch, all of that stuff. You can find me on Facebook, Fresh Out of the Cocoon, <laughs> on Instagram, Fresh Out the Cocoon. And then also the website is freshoutthecocoon.com. And so in closing, as always, um, it has been a pleasure hosting this podcast. It has been a pleasure talking to Shay Monique. And as always, be you and stay fresh. Oh, yeah.